Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Amber and Ian. However, it is Jonathan Zaslow with me tonight. No Ian Fitzsimmons. We wish him well. A little under the weather. Zaslow got the call. He's always ready to pinch hit. The Monday night football preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. On your televisions kicking off in just about 10 minutes from now, Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl rematch, if you will. Only nine times that has happened in NFL history the following season after a Super Bowl matchup. Normally, it is the Super Bowl winner who wins the matchup the following season. We will see if that holds true for the Kansas City Chiefs tonight. Those Seats are not hot in the NFL and either of these teams, Saslow, but there are some seats that are piping hot right now through week 11 in the NFL. Let's talk about some of the ones that are the hottest. And there is an excellent article on ESPN Plus right now about seven seats being hot in the NFL. Now, that's including coordinators as well. This is written by our very own Bill Barnwell. Let's start where he started because I think it's an obvious place to start, and that's in Washington with Ron Rivera. The commanders lost to the Giants 31 to 19. Normally, the commander's problem is the pass rush. They sacked DeVito. Yes, it was DeVito playing for the Giants. Uh, nine times on 39, 35 dropbacks. Nine times on 35 dropbacks. And yet still, they lost this game the second time the Commanders have lost to the Giants this season. I mean, maybe there was going to be a game eventually after getting more and more reps that Tommy DeVito was going to look like a competent quarterback, but it just so happened it was this game against Washington. And He looked like a competent quarterback, and he threw for three touchdowns, and a Giants defense, I mean, excuse me, a Giants offense that has been miserable. I mean, Tommy DeVito was the butt of so many jokes for several weeks, and he lit them up yesterday. So it's, I mean, it's a really bad look, obviously, for Washington's coaching staff, and a coaching staff that really was on the hot seat at the start of the season, if we're being honest, once that ownership change took place, right? Where it really felt, Amber, like anything short of a playoff appearance, new owners are going to want to bring in their own head coach. And Ron Rivera's been there for a few years. And when you pay billions of dollars for your team, if your coach hasn't had any success and you didn't hire him, you kind of want to bring in your own guy, so, yeah, I, I think the seat – I don't even know what the right word to use is. They're going to get rid of Ron Rivera. I mean, just plain and simple. I think what's interesting is Ron Rivera is a highly respected coach. And so normally highly respected coaches, obviously, are harder to get rid of. But it certainly hasn't panned out in Washington like I would imagine the new ownership would hope for. Chris Canty, he hosts a show called Unsportsman, like 6 to 10 a here on ESPN Radio. He says the time is now. Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy shouldn't be allowed to coach another game in D.C. Now, I, I get it. Both? Both of them. Both of them. 
Both of You're them. You're going after the enemy today. I'm going after the enemy today, too. Did you see Sam Howell yesterday? Oh, Did yeah. you see how bad that offense was yesterday? I'm going after both of them. The only reason that they haven't been fired already is probably because they play on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys. That's the only reason. Like, sure they can't, I, can't, I can't fire you when we play in three more days. Like I, I can't do it. But if, if this was a regular week, both of them should be on the first thing smoking. And get their asses out of Washington. You know why? Because that was a shameful performance last yesterday. Shameful. I don't want to hear this offseason about how Eric Bieniemy is getting screwed out of opportunities to be a head coach in this league because he's shown me what kind of offensive coordinator he is without Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, and that's not a very good one. So Ron Rivera, Eric Bieniemy, they don't deserve to keep their jobs in Washington. I would imagine they're not going to end up keeping their jobs in Washington. Now, a lot of people think that they'll fire Ron Rivera and keep Eric Biennemi. Like, there is this school of thought out there. You fire Rivera now and you try out Biennemi as head coach right now because this team needs a change. And I could see that happening, but for the fact that Ron Rivera is well-respected around the NFL. And it's harder to let those guys go in season. I'm there would be no surprise to me whatsoever if they move on from Rivera after this season. But firing a guy in season, that's like a, a little extra salt on the wounds. All right, they're 100, like I said, they're 100% going to move on from Ron Rivera. I also think that Chris Canty is right. You, you can't fire the coach when the next game is less than three days from right now. All right, you, you got you to let this staff coach on Thanksgiving. Now, after Thanksgiving, you got the extra days leading to what will then be week 13, that is, like, when they go to Dallas on Thursday and they get killed, that is the opportune time to move on from Ron Rivera. And I do think what you're saying there makes sense where, hey, everyone's been pining for Eric Bieniemy to get a job as a head coach. What better opportunity than, all right, let's give him a look before, before we actually have to commit to him. I mean, that, that's a win-win situation if you're the commander's management in that spot. But I also think it's interesting that Canty pointing out that he would get rid of Eric Bieniemy as well. Because here's the thing, man. Eric Bieniemy, every year, right, it was, it was a whole story every season. Why can't he get a head coaching job? Why can't he get a head coaching job? And every year he's getting interviews and he's not getting the head coaching job. There had to be something there. There's Maybe he's a terrible interview. I don't know. But there has to be a reason why he continues to get passed up. And then his first opportunity as offensive coordinator without having Patrick Mahomes and without having Travis Kelsey and essentially without having Tyreek Hill and certainly not having Andy Reid, who's really the one calling the plays right next to you, the team stinks. So it's it's not a good look for Eric Bieniemy. I get where Chris Canty's coming from. There. You knew it was going to be tough sledding, though, for Eric Bieniemy. And in fairness to him, it is Sam Howell as his quarterback. Like, I understand you can't need Patrick Mahomes either. But Sam Howell coughed the ball up three times in that game. The commanders turned the ball over six times. They went down midway through the first quarter. They never took a lead against a team that had trailed at least once in yeah. every single prior game this season. They were playing the New York Giants. Keep that in mind. So, yes, it has been tough sledding for the Washington Commanders. I could see everybody needing new jobs after this season. I just still don't know if I believe they're going to get rid of Rivera during this season. 
season because of that level of respect. But you're right, probably certainly not this week because it's such a short week as we head into Thanksgiving. Let's move along to the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, we've heard a lot about Brandon Staley's future year after year after year. They lose to the Packers 23-20. to Zaslow is now finally the time. They're going to move on from Brandon Staley. Packers are a bad football team. All right, and I think we are now also told. If there was any doubt, we now also know Chargers are a bad football team. All right, and they they love losing one score games. When you lose one score game after one score game after one score game, which has seemingly been the been the case with the Chargers really for the last I feel fifteen years, if we're being perfectly honest. But if you're losing, if you always lose the one score games. It's pretty easy to look at the head coach because the little decisions that are made all throughout the game, then they become exacerbated when you're not winning these one-score games. Like, that's a place that you can point the finger. Like, it's so easy for fans to blame the coach. It's a really lazy thing to do to blame the coach. But when you're always losing one-score games, the coaching, there's a bit more of a microscope on the head coach. And also, like, they're, they're going to move on from Brandon Staley. I wasn't going to be surprised if he was fired today. He was not fired today, but it's always a sign that we're headed in that direction when the coach after the game, when we start to battle with the media, when we're snippy and we're having the back and forths and we're yelling at the media, that's like that's always a sign. Yeah, give me back that sound, James, that you just deleted from the screen because Zazlo, you're telling me we're two up against the clock. I can't can play the Staley we sound. Can, we can hear it next. Okay, you know what? We will continue this conversation about Brandon Staley and the Chargers. That's coming up next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme. Full confidence in that. I'm going to be calling the defenses, so you don't have to ask that again. Everyone knew Staley should have been gone last year after that playoff meltdown against Jacksonville. Ownership with the Chargers is too cheap. They didn't want to buy him out of the final year of his deal, so you get what you pay for. Really, I don't think any of us are all that surprised by what we're seeing, are we? The word that comes to mind that I would use to describe that situation is apathetic. Things are getting testy for the Los Angeles Chargers. You just heard it there. The voice of head coach Brandon Staley making it clear to the media, you don't have to ask me about this again because I have full confidence in myself as a play caller. I will be calling those plays 
on defense. I'm the man. I'm still the captain. Look at me, Zaslow. That's what Brandon Look Staley was doing there. And it ain't going so well, though, for no. Brandon Staley. But here's the thing. Brandon Staley has been on the hot seat for years. It's what you just heard Joe say on Carlin versus Joe on our intro as well, where Joe says you get what you pay for. And the reason Brandon Staley is still the head coach of the Chargers is because he's affordable for that little, ownership. A little frugal as well, the ownership, a little frugal. Little little frugal, frugal little frugal might be understating it. I mean, all the reports were that Sean Payton wanted to go there and that they weren't willing to pay Sean Payton. What makes us think that they're going to be willing to pay a Harbaugh, right? What what he's well, going to Well, last week command. we talked about Belichick, didn't we? Or Belichick, what he's going to command. And that's the big rumor out there is that Belichick, he's going to go to Los Angeles after this and part ways with the Patriots. And I just have a hard time believing that rumor because of the peanuts. Chargers ownership component. You're the greatest football coach ever. Of course, yeah. you're not going to end up going there for not peanuts. Sure the problem for Brandon Staley, he's still uh, chasing Shula. I've spoken like a true Dolphins fan there. Uh, but the problem for Brandon Staley isn't necessarily how awful the Chargers are overall. It's how good the pieces are. And yes, Staley's not the one yeah. out there on the field. Like he's not the one. Like Austin Eckler is the one fumbling the ball away right inside the five yard line. Austin Eckler is a hell of a player, but. Brandon Staley isn't the one doing that. Keenan Allen drops what a would-be touchdown pass. You know, Brandon Staley isn't out there catching the ball. You still have the pieces and the talent, though, on that roster. And the problem is Justin Herbert was remarkable. Once again, 260 yards. He ran for a team high, 73 more. He, he didn't make many mistakes in that game. And it's just when you have the talent and you have the quarterback you're yeah, going to it. be on the hot seat when you're not doing the winning, and that is always the story of Brandon Staley. Yeah, like a lot of the guys that you're going to be mentioning here, guys who are, are on the hot seat, the majority, if not just about all of them, are going to have problems at the quarterback spots. Mm-hmm. And in Los Angeles with the Chargers, they do not have a problem at the quarterback spot by any stretch. Like, we could joke around here about how good Herbert is or whatever, but if, if, if you got the truth serum pumping in me, I'm going to tell you that Justin Herbert is a completely capable quarterback. He's actually really good. There's no issue at the quarterback position in Los Angeles. And, and for us that's to know what that, makes it so difficult for, for us to know that, by the way, on a team that is underperforming. I mean, that also in and of itself is pretty remarkable, right? We don't yeah. normally get an opportunity on teams that aren't living up to the expectations on teams that have looked at times bad. Quarterback is not an issue. You don't normally get to say, but that guy is not the problem. You know, not like. We don't normally get that opportunity. And, and the thing is, Justin Herbert's not the problem. And you would not, you're right. We're saying that as two Atunga Vloa fans, and they're always going to get compared because of the way, with the way that the drafting worked out in that draft. Justin Herbert ain't the problem. So that makes Brandon Staley the problem. But that's a cheap ownership group, and they stay, seem pretty committed to staying cheap. And if that's the case, then I don't know if I agree with you that they're going to move on from Brandon Staley. But that's going to well, be an economical eh. decision. Yeah, no, I, I, I think they're going to. And also, by the way, like, a little bit of humility would probably go a long way in this spot for Brandon Staley because being combative, that's not going to be the answer. That is not the answer. Rex Ryan didn't take kindly to any of this with Brandon Staley. ESPN's NFL analyst was on Get Up. Here's Rex Ryan. I think he should go back in Division Three football where he belongs. Look, this guy, <laughs> look at his resume, man. I mean, I'm sorry. 
Dude comes in there, one year coordinating a team that my wife could coach. All right, with Aaron Donald, all those guys. Stop She's it. She's been around like, for give a long, me a, long time. Oh, yeah. And and trust me, she'd do a hell of a lot better job than this guy's doing with this defense. They're the second highest payroll in the National Football League on defense. And they're the second worst. Like, this team is atrocious. And you got a Hall of Fame quarterback, dude. Ridiculous. And by the way, you're right, Nick. I mean, Jordan Love, there's still a lot of questions about this yeah. kid. Is he an NFL quarterback and all that? He looked like Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Brett Favre, Bart Starr, and all the other Packers, mm-hmm. man. Forget it. This dude. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, your job to sit up there and answer questions. That man has a right or woman has a right to ask you any question she wants. You get paid to answer those things. All right, handle it. The reason they're questioning you is because you're atrocious on defense. Give it to anybody else. Let somebody else coach because it ain't getting done. Uh, atrocious that on defense. I mean, that is just, woo, Rex That's Ryan rough. just went in on Brandon Staley. He's not wrong, though, Zaslow. You know, no. atrocious on defense. And yet, You have Khalil Mack strip-sacking Jordan Love on second and 10, right? And then when the Packers recovered, they're facing a third and 20 from their own 15 with four minutes to go. All Los Angeles needed was a third and long stop and a couple of first downs on offense to steal a a road victory there, a much-needed one, and they weren't able to get it done. It is a team that constantly falls short despite the talent, despite the talent. When you're co- like I said, when you're constantly losing one score games, the the coaching matters in it's that spot because there there are little things that if okay if this little decision over in the big picture it's not as big an issue, but when you're consistently losing close games, the little things matter a lot. You know, biggest picture, the big things are what matter, but when the games are tight, the little things do matter, and they love losing one score games, and I mean. I, I, good job out of Rex, you know. Look, he's being honest there. But it, and this is not the first time either that Rex has been critical of Brandon Staley. Like this, this is not coming out of nowhere. You know, Rex has felt this way for a little while. But everything he said there was pretty on point. And especially, you know, the back and forth with the media in that spot. Yes, of course, the media has the right to ask. As long as it's respectful, the media has the right to ask whatever questions. And let's be honest here. All right, Brandon Staley hasn't done anything. In his coaching career, except to lose. You're having a super disappointing season. I understand it's frustrating, but you you got to stand up there and eat it with those questions. You know, going back and forth with the media and being being terse and, and being uh, confrontational, I'm sorry. You got to stand up there and you got to eat it. You got. I'm not sorry. I don't know who said I was sorry. I'm not sorry. You got to stand up there and eat it. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons on Amber and Ian tonight. Let's quickly talk about some of these other hot seats. Frank Reich, the Carolina Panthers. They lose to Dallas 33-10. to That one feels like the Panthers. I mean, it's just gone so terribly look it's it's super important to develop Bryce Young that is the that is number one two three four five on their list of things they need to do this season that is by far the most important thing but you really got to be a total disaster to not survive the first year as head coach like no but in the end they'll have to finish one and 16 they really will well and look they're certainly on pace to do that they don't have that number one overall pick. So it's not a situation of, okay, well, at least we win there. You know, we went in the draft. We don't win in the draft. The Chicago Bears win in the draft. Mm -hmm. And yet Frank Reich is a guy who's been known to get the most out of quarterbacks and to develop quarterbacks. So I don't know if that says more about Bryce Young or if it says about the fit 
for Rake in Carolina. They got an owner who's willing to spend. Like, he could could can him. Like, he'll he'll eat the money. They got an owner who's willing to spend there in Carolina. Mike Vrabel in Tennessee, part of this article from Bill Barnwell on ESPN+. Plus, that doesn't do it for me. Mike Vrabel, I mean, that's a good coach. I understand. I I know they lost to the Jags, but, yeah, for me, it is a down season. Matt Canada. The OC for Pittsburgh, also part of Barnwell's article, they lose to the Browns thirteen to ten. Yeah, I, I don't. A like, lot of like they could wind fans up, want it. Like they could wind up getting rid of Matt Canada, but they're neat. Like he's not the reason that Kenny Pickett has not been what we thought he was going to be this year. Like Kenny Pickett has to, he has to take. I, I think the majority of the blame for his performance. He's not. Be, his his lack of success this year is not all on the offensive coordinator. If you want to get a new offense corner, that's fine. But Kenny Pickett has to take some blame. He Matt Canada couldn't get the most out of Ben Roethlisberger. But again, a 100-year-old Ben Roethlisberger in his last year, right? And and not a quarterback that was going to be able to run the Canada system. Then Kenny Pickett comes in. It looks good the second half of last season. I mean, we thought that he was on a trajectory. It looked good in the preseason. Hasn't panned out. But in not panning out... You're talking about a Steelers team that still may find its way into a postseason with a winning record when we thought they were going to be pretty terrible beyond him. Nathaniel Hackett, also part of this Barnwell article for the New York Jets. Speaking of coordinators, by the way, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to allow that one. So even if Nathaniel Hackett, if they should be moving on, I think old Aaron is going to come in and say, nah, nah. Not when I will be making my return here at some point. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we also will be making our return. The Jets, they benched Zach Wilson. They're moving on to Tim Boyle. We will get back into that situation in New York. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. A quarterback change for the Jets. Tim Boyle will start over Zach Wilson. The Jets' starting quarterback will be Tim Boyle. The backup now will be Trevor Simeon. And Zach Wilson now will be the number three quarterback. Zach Wilson's terrible. He's just a terrible player. He doesn't get it. He doesn't see anything. Zach Wilson cannot be on this team next year. Everyone's to blame here. The fact that you thought for some reason Zach Wilson should be your guy for this long. I mean, Robert Sala. What's this about? We've never talked about a four and six team more. <laughs> we talk about the New York Jets. It's we will so get mean in- all the all the conversation around Zach Wilson. It's so mean. It's so mean. People it's are so, so intense. It, it's just 
It's so ridiculous the way that people are about Zach Wilson. I am the lone defender of Zach Wilson, and I think it's because of that reason, Zaslow. It's not because I think he's a great quarterback. It's because people are so mean. It's I, like, I, calm I down. You. He I did get you. to the NFL. He is I the top 1% of 1%. Everybody yeah. calm down. Now, uh, he may be the worst of that 1%, but yes. Whatever. The rest of us wish we were the worst of 1% of 1%. Get out of town. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. That is the voice of Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. Find him at Zaslow Show. You can find me as well, Amber Wilson, at Amber W Sports. The Chiefs right now just scored a touchdown. They are up early here on the Philadelphia Eagles. James Steele, a resident Chiefs fan, really wanted me to get that Monday night football update in before I got to Rich Samini. Let's talk about the New York Jets. Rich Samini, our ESPN Jets reporter. And Rich, thanks so much for your time. Zach Wilson, no longer the starting quarterback, at least for now, of the New York Jets. It is, in fact, Tim Boyle. What are the Jets doing? What are they doing? Uh, well, it's it's obviously a desperation move to just try to salvage something from this season. They're obviously not going to the playoffs, but uh, they had to do something, Amber. I mean, this it's the de- definition of insanity, right? I mean, how many times do you have to do something before you realize it's a mistake? I mean, if they put Zach Wilson out there this week, it would have been insanity. They just can't score with him. You know, he he's not functioning as an NFL starting quarterback, and and so they put him aside, and, you know, this wasn't supposed to be his team. I mean, it was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers, and and then the worst-case scenario unfolded faster than anyone imagined, and they had to go to Zach Wilson. He was clearly not ready for this, and so now it's Tim Boyle's team. The part that I don't understand, Rich, and, and you're right, he's cl- he clearly was not ready for this, but we also knew that based on his play last year. It's why the Jets were so aggressive in going after and getting Aaron Rodgers. But with that said, why was Zach Wilson the backup quarterback going into this season? Because I understand Aaron Rodgers has been healthy for the the grand majority of his career. But still, a 38-year-old quarterback was one play away from Zach Wilson being the starting quarterback again. Yeah, they took a gamble. I mean, I I just think they thought a couple of things. One, that he would benefit by watching uh, a change of offensive coordinators they thought would benefit him. A chance to learn alongside Aaron Rodgers would benefit him. And in this grand plan they put together, they never thought of the possibility that Rodgers could get hurt so quickly. Um, And it just, like I said, it's the worst-case scenario. And... He just has not responded to anything. I, I do think he's improved as a leader. Uh, he's more he's well-liked in the locker room as opposed to last year. So I think the Rodgers influence has helped him in that way, you know, to be a professional. But it hasn't helped him on the field, which is where it matters most. And, you know, it's a new offense this year. Um, and it's just been one mistake after the, another for the Jets and um you know, and their hierarchy, I put this mostly on Joe Douglas. You know, when GMs draft guys really high, they're really stubborn about wanting to admit mistakes. Very few teams do it. The Niners did it with Trey Lance. I give them credit for that. They moved on. The Jets didn't want to bite the bullet and move on. And they basically compromised another season because of it. 
Rich, I'm sure you heard what Zazzle and I were saying off the top. And I get that this wasn't supposed to be Zach Wilson's team yet, right? It wasn't supposed to happen right now, maybe in some world after Aaron Rodgers' career was over where the Jets felt like, hey, now we can go ahead and get the most out of Zach Wilson because he will have learned under Aaron Rodgers. He didn't get the opportunity to do that. So why are people so mean about so Zach mean. Wilson? I mean, it's, it seems like crazy. To, but they're so strangely mean about him it, it feels personal is there something about can you is it do you think it's just the markets that you're in or what is the deal there uh, was that I honestly it? don't know I mean I know he's not the most popular guy I I, I don't listen to a lot of sports talk radio I you know what? so what? I, I re- <laughs> sorry about that nothing personal so I yeah I mean I get it I could tell by reading my Twitter timeline that you know he's not a popular guy he was a highly drafted player. Um, he came from a school, you know, not a power five school. You know, there was a reputation of him being, he came in with a sense of entitlement and you heard all those stories about his lack of leadership. And he comes in and, and put his foot in his mouth last year after that one game, which essentially cost him his job. So he's made some mistakes along the way. And um, yeah, he just has not been embraced by the fan base and, and I, I feel bad for him in a way because this is a really tough spot he was thrown into this year. I mean, even though Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is not even around anymore. Well, he is now, but I mean, up until this week, he was out in Malibu rehabbing his Achilles, yet he was still the face of the franchise and still the leader of the offense. And it really created a leadership vacuum in the locker room. And I think it kind of undercut Zach Wilson. It didn't give him a chance really to grow as a leader because I think everyone in that locker room saw Aaron Rodgers as their leader, even though he was 3,000 miles away. Rich, how does them potentially continuing to lose games impact a potential Aaron Rodgers return? Well, I mean, he's tithing targeting uh, December 24th, but at the rate they're going, they're going to be in contention for the number one pick by December 24th, let alone a playoff spot. So, uh, yeah, at, at some point, now Robert Sala did say last week that if the doctors clear Rodgers and Rodgers wants to play, then he'll play. I think they have to talk some sense into him if, if that is the scenario, because it makes absolutely no sense to put him into a meaningless football game in late December uh, merely to prove a point. And, you know, you would hope that uh, cooler heads will prevail by then. And we don't know where the team is going to be by then. I mean, chances are they'll be out of it. You just you never know. They still have a good defense. Uh, the schedule gets a little lighter. Obviously, this week is going to be tough against Miami, but after that, it lightens up a little bit. So you never know on the off chance they get back into it. But uh, as the way things are stand right now, they'd be nuts to play Aaron Rodgers. Rich Samini, ESPN Jets reporter, joining us here on Amber and Ian Zaslow, filling in for Ian tonight. So Zach Wilson, certainly a huge part of the problem. They're moving on to Tim Boyle. I want to talk about the O-line, though. What do you make of the construction of that O-line this season, and do you feel like it's going to look any better with Tim Boyle under center? Well, Boyle does get rid of the ball faster than Wilson, so there's that. And... uh you know, I think he knows this offense. So this is not a new offense for him. He played in it uh, in Green Bay under Nathaniel Hackett. So he knows the offense. So that's a plus. Uh, the, so that part helps. Uh, the offensive line is, 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 is like a weekly, it's like a shell game. Every week it's like the pieces are moving in different places. 
They've had 13 different offensive linemen play uh, at least one snap so far this year. That's just an incredible lack of continuity because of injuries. I thought it was a poorly constructed line from the beginning before the injuries hit. And then once the injuries hit, it, it was it, it's just been crazy. They've had, I think, seven, seven or eight different offensive line combinations. Then they lost Mekhi Becton on Sunday to an ankle sprain. So I, I suspect he'll be out multiple weeks. So it's going to be another offensive line combination. So, Rich, uh, t- t- take us to the tunnel. What happened after the game last night? I, I saw you, you took video. You were right there. What what happened between the two teams heading into the locker room, and, and what's the fallout? Well, there's no real fallout. I mean, it was first of all for those listeners who aren't aware of this. So the tunnel at Highmark Stadium, which is just an old old facility, and it's going to be replaced obviously in a year or two. Uh, they only have one tunnel for both teams. So bad idea. You get, bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> b- b- idea. bad idea. I'm, I'm surprised there actually aren't more uh, flare-ups like this. So there was a beef during the game between Michael Clemens on the Jets and Deion Dawkins on the Bills late in the game, and they carried it right into the tunnel. I was in the tunnel, but I was probably about a hundred, more than a hundred feet away, and I just heard all the commotion. And then I'm sure everyone's seen the, the video that, you know, those guys had to be separated. There were no punches thrown, but it was pretty heated and had to be pulled apart by uh, staff members for each team. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was just tempest flaring, a lot of frustration on the part of the Jets after a humiliating defeat. Last one from us here, Rich. We just talked about NFL coaches on the hot seat through week 11. Uh, Robert Sala was not on the list. Do you feel like his seat is hot at all in New York? I wouldn't say hot. I would say warm at this point. Um, you know, he's, he's it's a difficult situation. You lose your starter on the fourth play of the year. Um, so that's tough. You know, however, there's no excuse not to score touchdowns. And the, the Jets have, what, like nine touchdowns in ten games? It's, it's just uh, historic ineptitude that has caused statisticians at ESPN and Elias to like dig through the archives to look up some of these, these bad numbers that they're producing. So um, right now, no, I don't think he'll be fired. Now, if this season continues to go off the rails and they end up with only four or five wins, then I think, yeah, then he would be in serious trouble. But uh, uh, I don't think he deserves to be fired. I don't think all of this is on him. Uh, as long as he can keep this team together and keep them from fracturing and, and win you know, two or three more games, then I think he'll be okay. Not the most exciting offense for you to watch this season, Rich, as you're covering this team, but certainly no shortage of storylines surrounding this team at any point. They keep us yeah, busy it's a here. Bad, it's, a, it's a bad, interesting offense. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's true. Rich Simini, <laughs> yeah. ESPN Jets reporter. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, Rich. You're welcome. Yep. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, Rich Simini needs to listen to more sports radio. So I, was like, I don't know what that is. What, what, what else could he possibly be listening to? Come on now. What else is there? What else is there to listen to? Could we see one college football team being punished because their best player went down with injury? We'll get into that next. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Understand spoiler alerts for television shows and movies. Yeah. Because people are going to get to them when they get to them. Yeah. But trying to avoid spoiler alerts for live action games. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's ludicrous. I I base so many of my evenings around around not having the live action game spoiled for me. I'm doing it right now, matter of fact. I know you are. And that's what gave me this idea to launch into this conversation because it is so silly. And by the way, I will include wrestling in this conversation, although it is not a sport. So nobody get get confused. It is not a sport. Sports entertainment. (laughs) Not not even real. Uh, However, you're you're not watching. It's live action. It's real. That Zaslo is currently actively trying to avoid. He's also actively yeah. trying to avoid the Panthers tonight. His I'll hockey never miss team, a Panther hockey game. Never. Except for never. tonight, you will be missing it and watching it later. Yeah, you right when we're done, I'm going to put it on. Yep. It, it's you can't like avoid our Sports Center updates oh, for yeah, live action sports. But keep doing it. Yeah. It's yeah, not I mean, a TV show look, or a movie. It's this is look, ridiculous. Unless you wanted to devote, like, I'm not going to have a takeaway from the show. I would never have my sports fandom take away from work. But well, unless we're about to have the bosses are listening, I know well, no, because game. unless unless we're about to have a, a, a devote a segment on the Florida Panthers Edmonton Oilers matchup in Sunrise tonight, Sunrise <laughs> Florida, by the way. Unless we were going to de- devote a segment there, yeah, you know what? I'm going to avoid the score. So there you go. I was going to, but now I won't because you're avoiding the score. It would be like Thank somebody you. good looking out. <laughs> it would be like somebody avoiding what's happening with the Chiefs and Eagles well, right no, now. No, can't do that. Can't it's do Monday that. Night Football. You can't, can't avoid. You can't avoid yeah. live you, action games. You you recording it on your VCR? I, I you know what? I, I have a VCR in one of my closets here. What? Obviously, it's not hooked up, but but I, I just haven't thrown it away. I, I got a VCR in a closet here. I do. Who knows what would happen? Maybe I'd have to use it. I don't know. And I feel like what? Rachel's pointing at herself. I feel like she wants to tell us that she has the same thing. I do have a VCR, but See? it is it is hooked up, and I did oh, watch a movie up. on it the other day. Wow! Good for you. Good for you. I'm, we can VCRs still plug VCRs the new... into these televisions. VCRs yeah. are the new record player. You just got to have the red, yellow, and white That's cable. right. Red, like, yellow, white. That's right. Do you mean to tell me one day, James, that the VCR is going to be nostalgic, like how the record player has had a resurgence and now it's super cool I if somebody has a record? I hope back. The I, VCR. I have so many VHS tapes right now that I got for a quarter. I'd be, I'd be killing it. I have DVD players hooked up in several rooms here in my, oh my house, gosh. and I have a lot of DVDs. A what, lot. Wh- why? Why? A lot of DVDs. Why not? Oh. What's wrong with them? Why not? Uh, do you still have a CD player as well? No, but my car, my car has a yes. CD player. I don't know why, no. but it does. 
And I have wow. a new car. I have a nice new car. It has a CD player. I think I all my cars have CD players, right? Yeah. No, but why? I don't have them on either of my cars. And either of my cars have, neither of them have CD players. I guess players. you're just in a different tax bracket than I am. Um, mine doesn't have a, oh, mine doesn't have are. a CD player. Yep. See? Rachel's, but I have a five Rachel's disc living. changer in my living room. Wow. Okay. Remember you used to have the five disc changers in the trunk in our cars? Yes. Oh, I do yeah, remember that. Oh, yeah. That was that. big time. Yeah, also, you... I had my two tens in the trunk <laughs> as well. Amber yeah. Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can always hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line. I still have my CD book because the CDs. I have it in that my car. I, I still was see it, like, but I have it like in a book. You know how we used yeah, to like, put our CDs in. In a how about CD balancing the steering no wheel part. while you're looking through the CD booklet, you know, while you're driving? Yeah, that was super a skill. dangerous. <laughs> there were no that was laws, not a skill. That was there were no laws against that. that. Skill. There, there were laws. That was, that was all highly, skill. highly illegal. You, think, no texting, you think texting and driving is illegal? What I mean. How about going through the booklet and picking out what CD you're going to put in while you're on the highway? It is so funny, the memes of, you know, people complain like, oh, we're so distracted these days with the driving. And then you'll see the memes of, of people in the 80s and 90s with a full map in front of them. Oh, yeah. A full road map in front of them trying to navigate. It's like, oh, but we're so distracted today. Yep. It was always a bit of a problem. Everybody keep their eyes on the road, especially if you're listening to Amber and Ian, Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. The Chiefs right now and the Philadelphia Eagles, by the way, tied at seven points apiece on Monday Night Football. We will keep you updated on that game. But let's talk about college football for a moment because Florida State suffered yeah. a terrible injury. Jordan sucks. Travis goes down. I mean, it, it does, right? It sucks, right? His career at Florida State is over. And you know what? For full said, disclosure, both of us can fully admit, we're both University of Florida grads. I'm a Miami Hurricane fan. I grew up here. Spent, I've spent so my whole life in is, South Florida. So don't try to justify it. There is no justifying it. You're, no, but the point is, the point is, like, and we both can sit here and say, sucks what happened there, and it's not the way you wanted FSU to get shortchanged. This season, right? Uh, yes. Like you're all, smiling, like Miami, so maybe you don't feel No, the same. like all Miami Hurricane fans, you didn't actually go to the University of Miami. I am a diehard Florida Gator fan, and, and yet I would never, of course, wish this on anybody. I mean, listen, we're about to play the Seminoles, right, as a Gator, and nobody wants to see a guy like Jordan Travis's career end that way. I don't wish that on anybody. It's, you know, it's a sad story. And then, of course, Mike Norvell absolutely has this program headed the right direction. Florida State's fourth in the country, and they're hoping to compete here in the college football playoffs. And now the college football playoff committee has to decide how the rankings are going to look this week and moving forward. And they know Jordan Travis ain't on that team anymore. And I do wonder how that impacts things. Before I get that from you, though, let's get from Mike Norvell, FSU's head coach, his reaction to Jordan Travis's injury. Jordan will be talked about forever in this program, you know, and it's and what I love is that it's it's not necessarily going to be just about his playing ability. It's going to be about who he is. And, um, you know, I think you you feel that impact. And so, you know, there's there's concern. A lot of guys have got a chance to go and see him and spend some time with him. And so, um, you know, and he's he's sent his message to the team and you make sure he's he's communicated, you know, throughout this weekend. But, um, you know, there's also an expectation. And there's a responsibility that we have, you know, for him because, you know, he's been such a huge part of this journey and, you know, we've got work to do. And, you know, that's that's something that, you know, he's echoed, we've echoed and it's, you know, it's we got to go. We got to go put it in. 
They've got work to do. They've got work to do. They're trying to make a college football playoff. Heck, they're trying to make a national championship. They've still got to beat the Florida Gators. They've got to play Louisville in the ACC championship the following week. There is certainly work for Florida State to be done. Not having your starting quarterback is going to make that harder. Yeah, well, if see, here's my issue, or at least my potential issue. If they can win those two games, if they beat Florida this week and then they beat Louisville in the ACC championship, they better be in the college football playoff. They better be in the top four because I understand, all right, they don't have Jordan Travis anymore. Major, major, major part of their success. So they're not as good. They're not the same team. We're not putting them in the top four. No, that's not the committee's job. The committee's job is not to predict the future. Maybe maybe the kid they're playing is going to be unbelievable. We don't know. Their job is not to predict the future. Their job is to judge these teams and rank them based on the evidence we have in front of us, based on what we have seen, based on what the team has done. And if they're undefeated, they better be a top-four team. It is not the committee's job to predict what they're going to look like without Jordan Travis. Tate Roadmaker is the backup. He will start for the Seminoles against the Gators. He has spent four seasons with the Knowles. We'll see if he can beat their biggest rival.